Today we're talking about Gabriel May, who wrote a long article in New York Mag called My Penis Myself. And yes. I mean, what do you think of this guy missing? Well, wasn't um, wasn't she originally a um, an, a journalist who is known for um, having to reenact a rape scene that she yeah so she at the time was you know going by she um i guess through her journalism witnessed a lot of sexual assaults so she and some real brutality it sounded like as per Mm. what she reported and so she had this fantasy of violence being beaten and raped and she went to a therapist in San Francisco who told her she should find someone to enact this fantasy with. And so she did. And she said that it helped her. <laughs> and now this person has just come out with this piece about his phalloplasty. So he is now identifying as a man and um, got a phalloplasty and wrote about it in great detail. And you know what's funny is that this is exactly like Jewish cock mm-hmm. in real life. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a real life. So Jewish cock, you know, for people who don't know, which is hopefully everyone, um, because it's so terrible. It's a book that came out last year um, by Katarina Volkmer, a German author, but she wrote it in English and it's about transitioning from a German woman to a Jewish man. So she wants to have a Jewish cock affix her body. Like she wants to have phalloplasty circumcised phallus. So um, it was this whole fantasy of, you know, becoming the other, becoming a man and having that physical transformation. And this is the real life story just in case people didn't read the article quick overview of gabriel's um vibe is that he identifies as a as an asexual um gay man with a penis and a vagina (laughs) with a penis Mm -hmm. and a vagina so he kept the you know original genitals as well as getting a file Mm. interesting i like the whole i'm a man but i didn't need my penis to have a man to be a man mm-hmm. sort of vibe and, yeah what do you uh, think of that uh i didn't need a penis to be a man but i needed one to be me yeah i just think uh that person has deep-seated issues right clearly someone with mental health troubles yes yeah, so, well i mean did you see the picture like the full picture um, mm-hmm. like, and this is a cover like, of New York Magazine. Yes, and you can see where they did the grafting, took the, the skin from her thigh, so the muscle's kind of exposed. And it's like, it's like really, you're a man with your, with your narrow shoulders and your, your wide hips and all of that stuff, and your fake penis. Yeah, yeah. And think about this. It's, it, so I, I don't... I think it's interesting people should actually question a movement where you don't need gender dysphoria to be trans, 
but you can trans and act as if gender dysphoria is somehow affecting you, even though you don't have to be ever diagnosed with it. It's like it's a it's a magical alignment where you can claim a a mental illness without claiming the mental illness because the mental illness is no longer a mental illness yet it is for insurance purposes and <laughs> right. it's a basic and thing it's it's such a con it's like a religious almost kind of contradiction thing because it's just like two irreconcilable ideas are existing at once and it's one of the i mean i, I think this piece is kind of an attempt to actually deal with that because and it's very it does come across very clumsy like to deal with that paradox within trans ideology because of the way he slash she says I didn't need a penis to be a man I needed one to be me so he has this whole thing of like I wanted the penis and I didn't need to get rid of my vagina because those things don't really mean male and female right because that's the thing he'd be stuck in a trap if he said I needed this appendage in order to be a man and to be male because then it's like okay you've admitted to the binary right mm. but to get around that he's saying um it's not male or female but i just really needed it <laughs> you can see my cat playing behind me um yeah, she's good she chased after her own tail she did <laughs> yes you know i just need it for me for my yes. self-actualization and it's very very strange because that is a departure from the traditional, you know, transsexual where they are definitely just going crazy mm -hmm. transitioning from one to the other. Yeah. Not well, literally, of course, you can't, you can't change sex, but in terms of the conception of it, the idea well, of it. I don't know if there's any form like there's no there's no way you can mistake this individual as a man. I mean, like the picture of her where she is, you know, completely bare chested in, in wearing, you know, the uh, the boxer briefs or no, just the briefs. I believe it's just briefs. And it's like, OK, this is this individual. This is not a guy that I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm seeing this individual. That, that's a woman. Mm -hmm. you know that's so it, yeah so, so i mean you know she's got a very feminine like her facial features she she has a beard and mm -hmm. a mustache but the underneath actually it's very woman she's very womanly she's wearing big earrings which again she's trying to like she's how she she's trying to like disrupt the binary and trying to but, but they're not separate these things from gender but see, they're not because the the argument I'm disrupting the binary. How are you disrupting the binary when you've chopped off your breasts to make yourself look masculine? You have you're taking hormones to masculine to make yourself masculine and have a beard. You're you're doing all this stuff to look like the male body, and then yeah. saying, "Well, I don't need a penis." Well, it's like. You know, anyone can just sit there and decide, I, I want to emulate the the opposite sex. A woman who chops off her hair and has short hair, masculine uh, a dress and all that, um, still is a woman. But here, an individual goes a little bit further and has plastic surgery, and we're all like, 
Oh, it's a man now. No, it's a, it's still a woman. It's it's just really sad that society is like making this individual think that if I go through and pay for certain procedures, I'm a guy now. I'm the opposite sex. Yeah, and I mean, she may not have. Uh, I'm just saying he. So he may not have had to pay for it because I think he. So he got it done in California, in San Francisco. So he said in the article that California covers. Um, trans health care if you have state insurance. So I don't know for sure. Maybe it was covered by, um, I guess that means that I could go get one of these surgeries and have it covered by my insurance. Um, oh, so wonderful. let me just read this, um, this one quote from the post-surgery. He says, still my whole lap smelled unrecognizable, um, like a cross between hospital air and a livestock barn. Everyone freaks out about that. A different nurse said over the phone, laughing a little when I asked if it was okay. For more than 30 days, my donor thigh oozed fibrinous fluid from wet holes, which had become big open red gashes where the skin graft hadn't taken. Um, yeah, so, and then here it says, my other leg, the one the graft had been taken from, had dried blood, always flaking from the sometimes burning four by seven inch skinned site, trying to regrow itself. And at some point, my penis started to separate a bit from my body. So wonderful. Yeah. And, and, you know, I also want to bring up Scott Nugent because, and for people who are listening to this, you might want to go listen to my interview with Scott Nugent on my YouTube channel. And he taught, he's a trans man. And he had one of these surgeries, but it was botched. And it was by Dr. Crane, who used to practice in California and then was sued and ended up just moving to Texas and practicing again in Texas. So Scott didn't know that there were these lawsuits against Dr. Crane and went and got a phalloplasty and has had complications since then, gets recurring infections and just like lives with all these problems. And the skin, Scott got the skin grab from his arm and mm. he has like, I think, permanent nerve damage in his arm. So I can believe it. Yeah, these are gruesome, gruesome surgery. This is a gruesome surgery in particular. Yeah, because they have to deglove the arm, basically. They're the removing leg. all the skin or the leg. Yeah, it's disgusting. And it doesn't grow back correctly. So yeah, I mean, okay, what do we think just philosophically of the idea of taking the skin, the skin off your arm, skinning your arm, the skinning the arm or leg of a woman? rolling it up, sewing it onto her groin, and calling it a penis. What is going on with our society? Um, easy. They, they, have, uh, pro they have made being a, a sexed category into an identity and have said if you go get shitty plastic surgery, everyone will affirm you because of your new look. And yet you don't even need to. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it really speaks to this generation because you have the Generation Z and the Millennials. And it seems these two groups are very, very um, indoctrinated to basically agree with whatever is the, the majority position or what they perceive as the majority position in their in-group. Yeah. And I think that I'm wondering, like, 
when we see adults doing this, I'm wondering what the effect is on children because right. they're teaching this in school and the teachers so we know it's a social contagion. Yes. Yeah, we know this is social contagion. And so my first thought when they put this on the when I saw this cover was they are glamorizing this, you know? Yes. And then and then when I read it, I mean, God, it's he might be trying to glamorize it, but it comes across brutal and disgusting. And I mean, he comes across very unbalanced because he is constantly talking about his crying and sobbing and moaning and like all his emotions are just out of control. I mean, here, let me just tell you this one quote. Mm -hmm. As he's recovering, he says um, that he was remembering things from his childhood. And he said, the first story I ever wrote in my head, building chains of memorized sentences, same as I compose to this day was about committing suicide by walking into the Atlantic Ocean. I hadn't yet started kindergarten. So this is a person who's always had some kind of like serious depression. It's not normal for a four-year-old to be thinking about suicide. Yeah. Um, that's some sort of real um, mental health issue. And I think, or maybe trauma, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. abuse, maybe he, she at that time, I mean, suffered some serious childhood abuse and had the, but but you know okay so going back what was I actually saying I was saying about the glamorization yeah so I think this article kind of backfires you know it's actually doing the opposite of what he wants to do it's really it, it kind of makes you go like oof no 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 no, yeah. no you just have a reaction to it and but that cover though yeah like you said the kids if you're a kid watching looking at that it doesn't look so bad. They've really made it look clean. They've made this person mm -hmm. look very clean, very, I mean, I don't want to say, I mean, in a way, like, attractive, just, like, you know, sort of weird looking with the beard and the earrings and everything, but they've really, like, fixed this person up to look, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? <sighs> Just I think he, uh, well, I mean, I'm looking at a bird-chested male that looks like it was supposedly a male, where it's really a woman, but it comes off as looking at somebody that's been starving themselves. It looks like a, yeah. it, it reminds me of those of those men that come out of their Marska concentration camp in, in, uh, in Bosnia. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I'm talking about the face, though, because you're right. The body is just bizarre maybe I just can't even look at it and I'm just looking at the face but I mean the face is like he's has he has like a confident um like smize he's smizing and that's his yeah, attitude. Yeah. I mean he's really happy with this like we are all we all look at it and have this reaction of horror and this yeah the body is so mangled but then like He's so, he's so joyful. He says here, when penis is self, as penis is a gift to self, it's a gift to others too. <laughs> because he thinks he's making the people around him happier because he's happier. Well, That's well, how, you know, I his think reaction it's a, was. I think it's a feedback. Was. I think it's a feedback uh, loop where because they're in groups that will immediately praise them for their decisions, 
it's kind of like if this person walked up and hacked off their arm in front of them, they know that somebody's uh, somebody's going to be sitting there being like, "Yes, you're so great for that." So yeah, he if if he had to hack off his arm, he'd be in that that picture smizing with half his with half his uh, arm gone. It's the same thing because his group yeah. is sitting there making her feel like like everyone's saying he. I'm not going to say he. That's a woman. Fuck that. Um, you know, why should I tell somebody who's obviously not my sex that they are what they're not? I mean, Jesus Christ, what would this woman's reaction be if she was having an argument with a guy and they're like, hey, let's go? Would she immediately expect him to treat her, her like a he? And I think so, but I think that would be trans a transphobic attack, Nassim, so... I mean, no, I don't think so. I think that I think that I'm saying from her, her his perspective. Right. I say he because I think that's your right fully, and I respect that position. But um, I don't think it really even matters if you say he because I think people get too like um, tunnel visioned on the pronouns. I but yeah, but oh, no, so I don't you think can that... say she and I'll say he. We'll just be representing the both different ways oh no I, 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 the, only, the only reason why i say not to call him a he is uh i don't think that uh we should respect the pronoun argument like that's obviously a girl if this individual is basically using their new well, a sex, woman he's 40 years old yeah she's 40 years old girl yeah yeah she's 40 years old so she's a 40 year old woman that did this and what social control that when you go and you turn to, to this, you, everyone's expected to embrace your pronouns. No, 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 yeah. not at all. I, I agree with give you that fully. That respect. I wouldn't know, especially well, since she wants to be a man. When did we guys turn into this all-inclusive club where this motherfucker who can't fucking stand up and has mental issues expects to come in and says, hey, I got problems and I have pronoun issues. You better call that or I have problems with that. No, motherfucker, I'm going to make fun of you and mock you because that's part of what my sex is. We mock each other viciously and that's our culture. You want to identify into really, our that's gender. your culture? You think if there's you, a male culture? Oh, there is a there is absolutely a male um, based uh, what is it a culture where we where males like make mock and uh, and uh, make fun of each other relentlessly. They mock and and make fun of one another relentlessly. You're having an individual come into into uh, the male sex and basically wanting to still be treated like a woman. Well, he says, yeah. I cannot wait to be more masculine so I can be more feminine. I, I used to write in journals as I started transitioning and I re and realized though I didn't quite understand why that was what I needed. So that's in reference to keeping his, yeah. I mean, it does sound wrong to say his vagina. That is wrong. So I guess I have, to, I guess I have to say her, but maybe it's because I'm introduced, like I could never call Demi Lovato well, he, no, she doesn't want to go by he, but she, I would, I know, don't call anybody they, but, um, like, I would, I still call Demi Lovato she, because I just have known of her for so long, and same with Ellen Page, but this is the first I heard of this person, so that's, you know, I guess it just makes sense to me to say he, 
because See, I also call I'm... like Scott Nugent he, Buck Angel he, but that's also because I actually respect them. So I don't know. See, I, I think that. But I, I won't be that... told what to do. I will just say that. I will just say that. Yes. Not from you, because you're just saying what you do. But, um, well, no, you said you wouldn't even, you don't think anyone should give them the respect of the pronouns. But I will just say for people who are policing pronouns, like, I don't care which side you're on, you're trying to police which pronouns I use. So, like, I don't give a shit about what people tell me to say. Yeah, the reason why I argue that uh, that the pronoun game shouldn't be respected is simple as simply put. One, it's an absolute lie to tell them that they are what they aren't. Um, two, it allows them to have social control in the in that sphere. They're walking in and they're making you address them immediately by what you wouldn't address them by. And they're expecting you to immediately address them by that. That's a social control aspect. And a lot about transgender is about an individual having social control because their status gives them that ability to walk in and they do subvert that. They do like here is a trans man, right? When I was growing up, I remember when and one of the parties I went to of a trans man. And he was expecting still to be treated by the guys like a girl because he bucked and then he didn't like it when one of the guys bucked back. What so it was when he bucked as if he wanted to get in a fight and the guy clocked oh. him. The guy clocked him as the buck back. Mm. He was like, don't. And then, you know, well, when his when he's bleeding and all that and he says, I'm a woman, then it's like, well, you Wait, were. He, he actually said that? Yeah, because he's afraid he was going to get his ass beat. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Did he pass? That's, did she pass? She, yeah, she passed she enough to... Okay, that's good. So then, so then she wanted to use it as a get-out-of-jail-free card, so... Yeah, and, uh, and that was the thing. thing yeah, I mean, that is interesting because that's the whole thing that we always say about trans women is like you could stop being a woman anytime and just go back to being a man, so don't talk about how you're more oppressed than we are. Um, but, you know, okay, so Gabriel May is very disturbing. I think we can agree on that. This whole thing yeah. is completely fucked up. Um, and we should, and we'll keep talking about it, but I also just wanted to introduce just other things into the conversation because, you know, a bunch of other things have been happening, um, this past week in the gender wars. So like JK Rowling, you know, dropped a tweet, which is always huge. So yes. maybe we can address that. She said, uh, what was it from memory? It's like, war is peace, ignorance is strength, freedom is slavery, and the individual with the penis who raped you is a woman. Well, isn't this the most ridiculous thing? The trans activists are sitting there basically arguing that people should respect a rapist's pronouns. Yes. And they cared more about the rapist's pronouns than the raped victim. Like the victim is not even a part of the conversation. The conversation is respect the rapist's pronoun. The rapist's pronoun is a woman. Yeah. And, you know, so the woman... The ra so women the, rape too. That was what they kept saying. Women rape too. Like this isn't about women at all. This is about trans women who are men, obviously. Yes. This is see. This is again. This is the game. This is why you can't respect pronouns. 
Because in, in this regard, they're showing you exactly how what the lunacy is. Well, you, I mean, I just think there's different situations where you can, like, gay men say she for drag queen situations. And I don't think that's, you know, doing this. Like, I just think because that's, you're aware yeah, that see, it's the, play. The, the so drag, you're, if yeah, you're aware that it's a fiction, again, from Kathleen Stock, you know, we talked about this when I interviewed her. As long as you're saying this is a fiction, because I know when I say he, that is not a man. And you're as long as you're not immersing yourself in that fiction. But yes, I mean, I see the the point of it. Like we I would never call a male rapist. She I don't really go as far for the trans women <laughs> um, as I do tend to, I think, for the trans men. I'm inclined to be more flexible on that, but yeah, right. I mean, because like for me, for because me, I know a lot of them and I like them. Right, not a lot see, of them, a few of them. But see, here's the thing: for me, for me as a man, does like, it, you? it doesn't offend me. No, it doesn't offend me more than it disgusts me. I'll put it out right there because they're not a man. They don't. Which they part of it disgusts you? Um, I don't you like using a bunch the pronoun. Of, no, I don't like the fact that trans men think they can walk in and, act and do exactly like trans women. And then we're not going to treat them like a man. Let me ask you a question, because this is something that, you know, women always say, like, we want our own bathrooms. Do you do you think I mean, do you as a man want sex segregated bathrooms? Do you think men in general want sex segregated bathrooms for themselves like yeah like a lot of men will say for what of course we want women to have that safe space but we don't some men maybe don't care for themselves so what do you think as a guy i don't i think that it really depends on the um the group the demographic because i have a feeling that certain guys at this moment are basically like fuck it we don't care let it you know uh, the women are in this position. We don't care who comes into our bathrooms. It doesn't matter. You know, all these libs want to do it. They're they're fine. They so they look at it as like, you know, this is just a joke. Whatever. I think the guys who have children, have daughters, or have sisters and whatnot, who sit down and start thinking about it, they start having issues. Um, well, but for specifically for themselves to wanting their own space i think that women do yeah, men not I, want women to come into the bathroom? i don't think that a lot of i don't think a lot of men do want women in their bathrooms it's not but it's not like a threat thing it's just like right it's a private walk in yeah it's kind of like yeah. you know you want yeah kind of the same for for us it's both the safety and the privacy yeah but at the same time, I there is it's probably it's probably not something a lot of guys think of. But I know that there's probably a bunch of men who don't care. Like they, if it was co-ed bathrooms, they wouldn't they wouldn't give a shit. Um, I think it's it, it depends on region. Like I yeah, really, it depends yeah. On region. I think you're. Right. I think it's like the privacy factor. People just vary individually. Um, but for women, it's the safety factor that we have to apply to everyone, obviously, when it comes to safeguarding. So it's like a non-negotiable. 
because I know like I've got friends in like the Afghan community and I got um, Pakistani friends and their immediate reaction would be, no, we don't want women in our bathrooms either. Um, you know, but you go into like, I, I've talked to some coworkers, white and black, and their viewpoints is, well, I don't really care. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. really. So I think it really, ma- I think it really depends on like, like another thing I've seen religious, like religious males will answer, no, I don't want the female in the bathroom. But less religious males will be like, I don't see the see the problem, you know. So mm-hmm. I think it all depends on like where they stand on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, not a, I, it's not a uniform. Yeah. I'm starting to actually more so agree with the um, with the argument that a lot of guys, uh, a lot of the um, old guard are saying, which is like the the lack of masculinity of men nowadays is concerning because <laughs> it is because I've noticed that the more like. The, the quote-unquote feminized male seems way more aggressive towards females than he is towards other males. He do, he acts as if he doesn't like to fight, but damn, is he aggressive with the females. It's kind of like his feminization has given him the right to, to treat a female more hostily. And this is kind of funny because it was and early on. You mean trans women or not? trans women not just trans women just others like a lot of a lot of like males today younger males and a lot of men in um in the colleges and whatnot are clearly more feminine acting and this is straight males white guys at that it's like uh, metrosexual yeah the liberal white male he's feminine he's he dresses in tighter clothing he wears more. He doesn't worry about working out. He actually has probably the worst grip strength of, of any male. And yet this guy here who's sitting here calling himself a male feminist is more aggressive in talking and dealing with women, especially on the Internet and in face to face. He's far more aggressive with the women than the masculine guy who you're being taught is the threat is with the female. Well, I mean... I see the first part of what you said. Like you had me fully with that because I I agree like the Owen Joneses of the world like and also the um their bullies and sort of women. And specifically the trans women. They bully women like no tomorrow a lot of, of them. Of course because you But told, because you lost me with the masculine men don't do that though. And I see how you could how there's like part of the whole like macho thing is putting women on a pedestal and so if they do that you know in the best possible way then yeah they're going to be like chivalrous and um more respectful but it it doesn't really apply it doesn't really seem to work that way across the board as a generalization in our culture we just i mean i don't think you can say that group of men is like so much better to women. I mean, I wouldn't say any group of men in in America are, are great to women, but I don't think that. Uh, I, I think in terms of the Western male and Western female, I don't think either knows how to deal with each other anymore, and they've been come so yeah. casual that they just don't know at all, have any sort of idea. But then I come from. Well, the but South. is it casual because you know it's really it's really fraught. There's these really rigid 
forms of gender right now. It's actually really bifurcated, even though they claim it's not, right? Mm -hmm. well, so, but yeah, were you going to make a point about, you know, your well, was heritage? Point, oh, what I was going to point out was that if you compare South to North, there's a there's huge a difference in the male, male culture there. Because mm -hmm. where I come from in, in, in this area, um, a lot of the guys do like, like, how did I put it? A lot of the guys, like, I'll, I'll, I won't forget the time I was um, working at Amazon, okay? You get this dude arguing with a girl, and you have a bunch of men watching this argument, and they're watching how the guy's talking to her because they're wondering when is he going to cross the line. That's what they're watching out for. I don't see that when I deal with middle, cl middle class and co college men where they talk to the woman and everyone's like, well, the female's equal, whatever, fuck her. And so that guy gets in the woman's face and is talking down to her, you know, well, she's she's a part of their club and it's just verbal so that it doesn't matter, it seems. And this is by a wussy looking guy who prides himself on not fighting. Yeah, he has no problem getting in that woman's face, pointing at her, talking down to her. And yet when I'm working with a bunch of working class guys that are looked at as pigs, they're the ones that when the female is arguing with the male in their grouping, they're watching the guy to make sure he doesn't cross the line with her. So there's a huge difference in the culture. Those are the guys that are being, that people are being told are the ones that are embracing toxic masculinity that are more apt to like put one of their own men in line if he crosses the line with a woman versus the liberal feminized male who is much more aggressive with the female and then their own grouping no one does anything for that female if one of those little men get in, in their faces yeah it's an interesting theory i mean it reminds me of um a couple well, there was this guy in brooklyn who went by they them and he was kind of i, I didn't know him but my roommate knew him and he was because she was an artist and she was kind of in the artist scene in Brooklyn and he was an artist too and he kind of had this role of importance or prominence in the art in the Brooklyn artist community he identified as they them as non-binary and um my friend or my roommate told me that he was kind of abusive to a lot of the women who were around him and that they that he kind of was a little bit of a cult leader type guy who had a mm. lot of a lot of women, a lot of adoring women who would do a lot of things for him. And then he um, would, I think he, they, they claimed that he was like sexually inappropriate, but I think also that he was using up their time, not paying them, not giving what he owed them or something. So, you know, she didn't say it because she wasn't a turf, but I was thinking like, you know, well, clearly he's using the whole they, them thing to cover up for, you know, being an asshole to all these women who are just laughing it up. And we see that obviously with, with the female enablers of this whole you movement know, and well, promoters I mean, really. Well, I mean, it, again, when you look at trans status within these groups, trans is being positioned as like this uh, special class. A priest the people, caste. Yeah, yeah. The, the people in, in that grouping are supposed to treat trans people with an, an inordinate amount of respect and celebrity like status 
because it's yeah. like because you're not just saying to people oh look you're trans that nice no 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 yeah you're and supposed I, saw to be it, like, I saw it myself in a group you yeah. just reminded me because when you said that celebrity status it's like oh yeah i knew i knew a guy when i was in the socialism club and um there were all these students from columbia university in the club and one of them was this guy and he's actually a writer and now he's written for Jacobin and I don't know where else I saw one of his pieces in Jacobin mm-hmm. and he's um, a trans woman of color, you know, a dude with full face of makeup. Obviously, you can see I cannot bring my, I would never call him she. Um, he's a dude with makeup and he had this again, like little grouping of women around him who were these adoring fans and I wasn't I was like the outside it was like the turf you know where there was really a clear like social separation there and um you know i ended up just quitting the club because they just everyone thought i was a, a swerf so you know i had to get out sex work swerf. sex work exclusionary feminist radical feminist. yes yes and i had some yes. issues with people over that because i was like um i don't think that sex work is some great job that's Aren't we supposed to be critiquing capitalism here? The irony, the irony of socialists who, in their own, um, in their own works, have decried prostitution as a bourgeois movement, bourgeois um, uh, was an aspect of culture, and yet now we have socialists saying it's okay. Yeah, I mean, because you're talking about Marx, right? Yeah, Marx. We talked um, about this. Marx decries mm-hmm. um, prostitution. Yeah, Marx attacks um, a prostitution because he says that's a bourgeois. Um, it, it's a bourgeois aspect of capitalism it, because what 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 prostitution affects is largely the poor women. You know, that's the yeah. women who are going to get processed in there. And, so, and even if there are a few wealthy wealthier women who are just doing it for choice, then fine, like, let's not, as this point has been made so many times by other, you know, swerfs, proud swerfs, um, those women do, aren't the point here. Like, so what if they're doing it and they enjoy it? Like, let's focus on the uh, mass, the 99% of prostituted women who want to leave. Yeah, I don't think that um, the 99? argument... It is it is largely that yeah mm-hmm. I don't think that whether or not women enjoy it being in the in that industry really sits there and um it's not a gotcha because it's you're you have just because some women may enjoy it doesn't mean that it's not a monstrous institution. You're exactly. literally saying that a human being should sell the right to have sex with them for the for X amount of time, and it, it's essentially renting the body of a woman for your pleasure. And so, like, no, that should be this should be completely and totally rejected. But we have a point where the these new quote unquote socialists really are just a new form of capitalists. Yeah. They're ironically socialist is I I guess what they're saying yeah it's all it's all ridiculousness that's all it is but let's go back to jk rowling's tweet um because that obviously caused a huge stir i don't know how much you're on twitter these days the same so i don't know how much you Not saw really paying attention. <laughs> which is amazing so you know god bless you for it but um yeah it's I mean, you know the type of stuff that they say to her. And there was yeah. this hilarious 
thread by Seth Abramson. And I think you saw it because I'm sure we talked about this at the time. Oh, but, yes, um, that dude who, yeah, Mr. Abramson. The king of threads. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so this guy, I mean, you know, he was getting he was getting torn apart as he should because he made this ridiculous thread and he is he's a journalist he's really into Russia Gate so I think that's his beat is like you know the whole the whole Russia conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he purposefully willfully failed to understand and I'll just read you this one the one just one out of his. Many, 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 many tweets about this. Yes. I can't even tell what JK is getting at. Is she saying a trans person ceases to be so if they commit a rape? Is she saying governments should be empowered to strip people of their identity when slash as they even accuse someone of a crime? Why do I think even she doesn't know? It is such a fucking worm. (laughs) Yeah. But if you look at him, he's a prime example of a man that will never really be a man. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, he will, and he can never not be a man. That's the thing. Yeah, he's a worm. You're a man no matter. He's a worm. Okay, so is he a trans worm? (laughs) Well, I mean, look at him. I mean, this guy is sitting there arguing with a woman over what it is. I I know, it's so insulting, right? What I said at the time when I saw this tweet was like, this is where you get... This is the point you get to mentally when you are trying to believe the mantra trans women are women. This is what you get because this is this whole, I don't can't even tell what is she getting at the person, the, um, the, the penis individual who raped you as a woman. But what do you mean? Like, is she saying a trans person ceases to be trans if they commit? This is what you get if you say trans women are women. Well, he, he also made. I know he also made the argument if the person isn't really trans, then we'll know. And it's like, wait, how is the person? Yes. yes, So how is a person not trans? Because that's the disclaimer he's going to use, because if the individual is found guilty of rape, they will uh, they will do a U-turn and be like, well, he was never trans. And it's like, well, how is he not trans? You still have to respect her pronouns. I don't think we have to respect. This is why I say you can't respect the whole. Like the trans debate is really becoming an all or nothing because that's what it is. It's an all or nothing debate. So it's one of those things that's either because they're not going to compromise. Trans community has already taken the. It's activists have already taken the stance. Yeah, I agree with no you in the sense compromise. that they're not. You're right. They're not going to compromise. To them, they don't give a shit that I occasionally call a trans man. He, of course not. They're never going to. It's never going to win me any credence with them. That's not why I do it. Um, but it doesn't. But so, yeah, there's that's in no way going to appease them. But that's not why I do it. Right, and I no, don't think I'm you saying. should have to always. You said this to me the other day. You said, if you just always take a contrarian stance to something, you end up being controlled by it in reverse. Yes. Yes. That is true. What I'm what I'm saying on the trans debate though is it's a, it's not really a contrarian stance or anything. It is a since they are an all or nothing politic, the only thing you can do with them is say, all right, since you won't compromise and you're all or nothing, you get nothing. 
sure. that's how the sure. that group has to be dealt with and its enablers have to be dealt with. Yeah, and you Just know what's loss concrete, and loss and loss. Yeah, you know what's a concrete example of that is in California with the, um, this may be in Washington state because both states are dealing with men being transferred into women's prisons mm -hmm. because they identify as trans and they say they are women. And there have been rapists and um, murderers transferred. And mm -hmm. there have now been alleged rapes in the female prisons. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, you know, what I was told by a friend who works in this um, sector trying to, you know, reverse these policies, some trans advocates who are reasonable, the old school transsexuals, not the TRAs, you know, they actually say that they, they told her that the um so the new policy is self-id right you just declare that you're a woman and you can be transferred there's no medical requirement here yeah. and people need to understand that by the way because that's terrifying so it's one thing it's one thing to have you to have bottom surgery to get your dick it's not removed but it's like inverted okay it's one thing to have that and not have the, the male genitalia and go into the women's prison. It's another thing entirely to be fully, to be a fully intact male. But what the, the, the self ID policy is going to now come up against common sense and decency and human and human rights, but that's going to get reversed at some eventually. And um, then no trans people are going to be able to train. This is that's going to hurt the re, quote unquote real trans people, the people who the guys who would have actually gotten that surgery and you know sensibly lived peaceably among the women. Um, so the TRAs are shooting themselves in the foot. Well, I don't think that. I don't think any male should be, uh, even if they get the surgery, because they're arguing, well, it's unsafe for them. It's like, well, if it's unsafe, then no, why are we wasting money taking a, um, an inmate and transing them while they're in prison? Tra let them trans when they're out of prison. This shouldn't be done. Sweden has a study about how transitioning people, transitioning men to women or whatnot, doesn't affect suicidality. They're still suicidal. It does that. That um, in fact, it can intensify it. Right. So, I was gonna say it doesn't decrease it. It might even increase it. Yes. <laughs> so, so my question is: is if the surgery doesn't stop, as the Swedes uh, study shows, it doesn't stop suicidality. It doesn't. It doesn't um, actually affect any of this. Then what is their whole reasoning? Yeah. <laughs> Because because if it's not actually affecting them, people don't understand that psychology is not a field of medicine. It's not a scientific field either. It is a field where the the diagnoses can change radically based on the political pos uh, positions of the psychologists. That's yeah. what people don't know. So psychology is a very political field where the diagnosis, the, the ideals all change rapidly based on the, the 
uh, faction that the psychologists are part of. And not only do psychologists and therapists and even surgeons go along with the ideologies of the time, this is an interesting fact. Psychotic people will also fixate on things that are relevant in their culture. So if you remember, you know, a couple decades back, it was, or, you know, maybe just a decade back, it was like the tinfoil hat. That was what we thought of as the crazy schizophrenic person. Something that's happening right now is um, people who have psych issues are also taking, are, are, it's sort of being expressed through gender. So this is something I know anecdotally from a friend who works in healthcare who has a lot of psych patients. And, um, you know, this, it, it is, it's a known phenomenon that psychotic people will fixate on their delusions will have to do with something that's currently in the culture. So mm -hmm. gender is now becoming something really big for psychotic people. It's like, you see a lot of that. Uh, Morris Berman, he has, uh, he has a website called Dark Ages America. There's a thread probably back around 2018 where they were talking about, they're one of the members there was a former psychologist and they were talking about like uh, borderline uh, personality disorder. And uh, the guy was saying that He's like, I left the field because it's political. He's like, it's bullshit. He's like, borderline personality disorder was created because they didn't want to list females as psychopaths because they do not want to admit in that field that there are female psychopaths. They but rather... there are males with BPD. Right. And he was saying that BPD, they have to always justify it because what they're doing is they're assigning people who are following or who are under the psych uh, have psychopathy but they want to get this uh this new thing you know known so they start labeling people under that he said the treatment for people that have psychopathy is terrible he said because he's like there is no treatment for an individual with psychopathy he's like those people are predators is psychopathy he's like, um so that people mean who are psychopath? psychopath yes Okay. It's the people who are with, with who have psychopathy or psychopaths. What he about says sociopaths? This, are they different, or does that fall under? Sociopaths are different. Okay. No, socio socio sociopaths are different. The the statement is sociopaths are made, psychopaths are born. Oh, okay. Because psychopaths don't have any form of empathy. Right, so and they don't like. I don't know if you're about to say this, but talk therapy has been shown to potentially help them become better manipulators right so like if they yes. go to therapy it can actually it doesn't help them like you said they can't create empathy um the, the they can't learn empathy but they can right. learn better manipulation because they, they, they have no empathy act. so since they have no empathy a lot of them have no uh, no care how another person feels so what he was talking about is that what therapy does is instead of it training them to have empathy what it does is it trains them on what makes people tick they start they he's like they start breaking down what the training is and use what you're teaching them to as hot buttons yeah. what makes people actually so they he's like they learning and becoming more efficient predators Mm -hmm. He's like that is all that's that is all the treatment of of psychopathy does. It creates more efficient and more dangerous people. And he's like, 
Uh, have you like, watched The Sopranos? Uh, no, I've actually that was that. a major theme of The Sopranos because the mob boss Tony he goes to a therapist and it's kind of a question mark throughout the whole series: is he a psychopath or not? And because you know he's like he loves his kids, um, but he also kind of acts like a psychopath at times. So. He goes to a therapist for his panic attacks and she has this moral quandary of do I keep treating him? Am I really just helping him commit his crimes? Well, ultimately, I think the argument that we should have on this, there's, there's two debates, I think, here. Um, I think the, the trans question is going to lead to the all or nothing argument. And I'm I'm in the camp that says nothing. I'm I'm uh, two years ago, three years ago, I was in the camp of third spaces. You get those. Let's do that. But I've seen enough activists to basically say it's all or nothing. So when somebody says that, my viewpoint is nothing. They get nothing, and I think that's the appropriate thing because um, once trans identity becomes once gender identity identity becomes part of the law you can argue as much as you want about they're not women it doesn't matter the law will just allow them to go right into the male's prisons uh, females prisons and it will allow for more of this nonsense to happen so the only way to actually deal with this situation is to basically say no 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 nothing they you know we go back to 2000s 1990s and all that and go from there. It's really sad because the transgenderists have really proven that the left is dead. Like United States does not have a left at all. It's a bunch of liberals LARPing as socialists. I mean, when you have somebody like Vosh and and um, Hassan Piker saying, you know, in the left, you don't have a left. And, you know, those are people who are not actually, you know, leftists. They're just liberals. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that uh, I, I, I think that this has been devastating to um, to us because no matter what people are going to argue, the the only thing that's happening is is the right is rising. And, and if they capture the Senate and the Congress in 2022, and then in 2024, they capture the presidency, and we could be looking at eight years of Republican rule again. And all because the Democrats decided to, you know, go whole hog into this woke, trans activist riddled nonsense that is just eating our our country's culture a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the perfect ending rant for this episode. So, um, you know, I feel like I feel we covered a lot of things. We started with the New York Mag cover, and then we got all the way to the state of the left. So perfect. Um, you can find this podcast on pretty much any podcast platform. And if you are a paid uh, Substack subscriber, you get to see the video. So you get the pleasure of seeing my cat going crazy and being adorable in the background. And don't forget to check out our articles. So see you next time.
Bye, Nassim. Good talking to you. See you, Sasha.